Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hey everyone, it's Laura. While I'm recording the audiobook version of my new book, Money Smart Solopreneur, I thought you might enjoy this episode from the archives about reducing money stress. Whether you're dealing with a hardship right now or just feeling anxious about the future, like so many other people, I hope this show will help. I'll be back next week with a brand new show. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Adams, and this is the Money Girl Podcast, where my mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. Many people mistakenly believe that if they just had more money, all their stress would disappear and they could finally be happy. Well, in some cases, earning more money is the solution to improving your financial health or dealing with a hardship. But what's surprising is that you can feel anxious about your financial situation no matter how much you make. Oftentimes, having more money just causes you to inflate your lifestyle in a way that doesn't reduce stress or bring you more long-term happiness. So if you've ever felt anxious or uneasy about your financial situation, this show is for you. In today's podcast, you'll learn what's at the root of money stress, and I'll give you 10 strategies to reduce it so you can have a more peaceful life. You'll find the notes for this podcast and every show that we do. We include all of the resources and links that I mention in the show notes, and we also have the full archive of podcasts there. So I do get that question a lot. Many people want to know, where can I find the older podcasts? There is an archive when you go to the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. About halfway down the page, there's a section that says Money Girls Archives. And that has every podcast that I've ever done. There are over 500 of them. So check it out. So let's start the show by talking about what causes money stress in the first place. Think about it. Stress is really nothing more than your body's response to a situation or a series of events. If you were in your office and the fire alarm went off and everybody said, oh my gosh, I smell smoke you might feel stressed. Or if you were in your neighborhood and all of a sudden you looked out the window and saw a tornado barreling toward your neighborhood, you would probably feel stressed. But how you react to that situation is different for everyone. Some people would react by hyperventilating and freaking out. Other people would stay completely calm and in control. The situation is the same for everyone, but the way each person perceives the situation is very different. 
So I hope to help you change your perception about money stress and give you some tools to deal with it. Understanding and avoiding stressors and dealing with them properly is definitely the secret to achieving more with less anxiety. One widespread problem is living above your means. This is when your living expenses exceed your income. When that happens, you're basically financing your lifestyle using some form of debt. Maybe it's a credit card, a personal loan, a home equity line of credit, or you might drain your savings or your retirement account to pay your bills. This is obviously not a good situation. If your finances are going into the red every month or you're just living paycheck to paycheck, kind of treading water, you can't get ahead. If you can't get ahead of your expenses, you're never going to be able to have extra money left over to build wealth for the future. So knowing that you're going backwards or knowing that you're just treading water can lead to a lot of anxiety and stress. And for some people, even if they're doing okay financially, they get stressed out about debt. So owing any amount of money can be a source of stress for some people, even if you're doing well and you're diligently saving for the future. High earners can feel anxious if they've got a complicated financial situation that's gotten out of control. This can happen when you're unorganized or maybe you've got too many financial accounts. Perhaps you have to begin managing your finances for the very first time on your own or you just don't have a clear financial plan to achieve your goals. All of these things can cause some level of financial anxiety and stress. So let's get into the strategies to reduce that stress so you can improve your financial life. I don't know if you can ever eliminate all money stress or anxiety from your life. Even if you're in a really good place financially, you may still have some anxiety about the future. So I don't have any financial stress, real stress in my life, but I do feel a little anxious about whether I'm going to hit goals for retirement, for instance. And I don't think that's an unhealthy level of stress. In some cases, I think having a little bit of stress is good because it keeps you motivated to keep reaching for your goals and to accomplish them. But we want to reduce unhealthy stress as much as possible because if you don't, it's going to affect your relationships, your health, and your general sense of well-being. So I hope you'll use one or more of these strategies to stay calm, think clearly, and more importantly, to work on solutions to any financial challenges that you're having now or that you may have in the future. So the first strategy, number one, is adopt a new money mindset. For many people, financial stress comes because they are projecting a worst-case scenario into the future. So you think about what is the absolute worst that can happen. This is known as the bag lady syndrome. A lot of women do this. They think about, oh, my gosh, if this happens, I'm not going to be able to pay my, my rent or my mortgage. I'll have to live on the street. I'll be a bag lady, like really project the worst case into the future. You can exaggerate a situation in your mind to the point that your heart starts pounding and your palms start sweating and you just get totally stressed out. So when this happens, remind yourself that you are not in the future. You are not a bag lady. You're in the present moment where you actually have the power to make a difference. Choices always exist to take control and improve any financial problem. Actions are preceded by thoughts and beliefs, right? So if you can reframe how you think and how you speak about your finances, 
that will go a long way into improving your actions and the results that you get. So for instance, never say that you can't increase your income or that you should cut your spending. Instead, I want you to say, I want to increase my income, or I will increase my income, or I will cut my spending. A shift in your language can be the first step to a shift in your mental attitude and the results that you get. Also, if you're in a financial challenge right now, never believe that that challenge is a sign of your personal failure or weakness, whatever your situation is. There have been millions of people who have struggled with the exact same thing. You and your family can grow stronger by proactively working through any money challenges that you have right now or in the future. Strategy number two, focus on the positive in your life. Though it kind of sounds cliche, keeping a positive attitude and using that positive language can reduce your stress response to financial problems. Instead of dwelling on what's wrong with your finances, a lot of people are doing that day in and day out. Instead of dwelling on what's wrong, think about what's going right. What can you be grateful for? All of the good things happening in your life. I can promise you, whatever your situation, there are many people going through tougher times than you who would love to switch places with you. So keep that in perspective. Try keeping a gratitude journal as both an outlet for negative thoughts and a place to write down at least three things that you're thankful for each day. I love using the five-minute journal. My husband actually uses the, the book form, and I use the app. It's a mobile app that's really, really simple, and it prompts you every day to write down a daily gratitude experience, like what do you want to happen today? And then what are you grateful did happen today at the end of the day? And you can take a little picture of something that represents the best of the day for you. So it's a great app, and I I find it really easy to use. Strategy number three, radically cut your expenses. If you're spending too much due to a hardship or because you or someone in the family is a chronic overspender, you're probably seeing your savings dwindle and your credit card going up right along with your anxiety level. So this is obviously a very dangerous situation because, as I mentioned, you can't save if nothing is left over at the end of the month. And if you can't save, you can't get ahead and build wealth. So you have to decide what's truly important to you. Then take control by creating a spending plan and aggressively cutting your expenses. When people ask me about the best way to cut expenses, I always recommend looking at the biggest ones first because this is where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck. So housing, this is something that we all pay a lot of our income for. So what can you do there? I know this is a difficult category because moving can be expensive in the first place. And it's also a huge disruption to your life. But if you want to save a lot of money, it's a great place to start because, as I mentioned, it's probably your largest expense. A good rule of thumb is to spend no more than 25% of your gross income on a mortgage or a rent payment. And if you can spend less than that, I would encourage you to think about downsizing. If your housing expense is a source of financial stress, Take a hard look at what you can do. Maybe it is downsizing. Maybe it's relocating to a different neighborhood or town. Maybe it's moving back home for a few months while you get things in order. Maybe it's taking in a roommate. 
Taking a similar or a better job in a less expensive area is another solution to get ahead financially. Vehicles, that's another very expensive category to cut when possible. According to Kelly Blue Book, in the first year alone, the average new car depreciates 36%. So buying a pre-owned vehicle is a much better deal than buying a new one. So consider all the options that you have to save with your transportation, such as using public transportation, maybe working more from home if possible, or moving to an area where you could drive less. And if impulse buying is a problem for you or someone in your family, you might want to check out podcast number 528 called 14 Tips to Stop Impulse Buying and Save Money. Okay, strategy number four to cut money stress is make saving automatic. If you've got a simple plan in place to achieve your goals like retirement, building emergency savings, or maybe buying a home, That can be the secret to alleviating money stress. In a lot of cases, we get stressed out because we just don't have a plan for how we're going to get from A to B. Once you've got that plan in place, you feel really confident that you're going to get the things that you want to get using money as a tool. So automate as many of these types of transactions as possible so they happen without you having to think about it at all. Workplace retirement plans work so well because of this fact The contributions must come from your paycheck before you even have the chance to see them or spend them. So always participate and contribute at least enough to max out any employer matching you get with a workplace retirement account. And then make small increases every year until you're contributing at least 15% of your gross income or you're maxing out the account. If you don't have a 401k or a 403b at work, it's no problem. You can automate contributions from your bank account to an IRA or an account for the self-employed, such as a solo 401k or a SEP IRA. Also, work on building an emergency fund at the same time that you're saving for retirement. Having just a few hundred dollars set aside can really reduce stress if you've got an unexpected expense. Ideally, you should work up to having three to six months worth of living expenses in a bank savings account. And it's okay to start small. I know three to six months sounds like a, a huge amount to most people. It's okay to start small even if you can only set aside $25 a month for savings and then $25 for retirement, you'll be surprised how quickly balances can grow over time. And the key is to just create the habit of savings. Once it's in motion, you'll find that it's easier to continue and to grow. So treat savings like a mandatory bill that you owe yourself and then automate that whenever possible. Strategy number five, Get a handle on your debt. If debt is stressing you out, you need to get serious about reducing expenses so you can pay it off as quickly as possible. A good rule of thumb is to keep the total of all your monthly debt obligations below 40% of your gross monthly income. And even if you don't have extra money to pay down debt balances faster, you can drastically cut your interest expenses. So consider options like refinancing, doing a balance transfer, or changing payment plans if you've got student loans to make debt more manageable. Number six, create additional sources of income. It can be really difficult to reach your goals when you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're sliding backwards financially. 
To break the cycle, brainstorm ways to earn more income, such as looking for a higher-paying job, getting a second job, starting your own business, or doing a side gig. Having multiple streams of income is like an insurance policy. Not only does it help you pay the bills and eliminate debt faster, but it helps you maintain security if one of those streams of income dries up. Think about how you can leverage the skills you already use in your job to create a profitable project or side business. What interests do you have that other people would pay you for, such as music, gardening, designing, caring for pets, writing, or tutoring? For more ideas, you might want to check out podcast number 501 called How to Create a Profitable Side Business and Keep Your Day Job. Strategy number seven. Stop caring what others think. Sometimes we get stressed out about what other people think about our finances or that we don't appear to be as successful as other people. If that's you, stop trying to keep up with other people's lifestyles and focus on what you want to achieve. The homes, cars, clothes, and vacations many people buy are sinking their financial ships, so don't go down with them. Instead, be an independent spirit and take pride in going in your own different direction. And if you have children and tend to buy them anything that they ask for or demand, you're not setting a good example. Turn things around by creating a realistic household spending plan and sticking to the guidelines you set. Using your resources to create a secure financial future instead of spending it on material possessions will give you a feeling of freedom that all those expensive toys never, ever deliver. Strategy number eight, stay informed about your finances. Are you one of those people who actually don't open your bills when they come because you don't want to deal with them? Well, that's not helping you ease your money stress. I want you to open all your mail right away and set a current or a future payment date for all your bills to make sure you never miss a deadline. I pay all my bills online and I just go right in and set that payment date the minute I get it. That helps me keep everything on track so I never miss a deadline. Also, keep track of how much you're spending, how much you're saving, and whether you need to tweak your monthly budget. You can use software like Quicken. I also like apps like Mint and Personal Capital. Strategy number nine. Take a stress break. Once you've taken the actions that we've talked about, like focusing on the positive, cutting expenses, putting savings on autopilot, and looking for extra income sources, you'll probably feel more in control. But as I mentioned, you may never eliminate all money stress. So when you do feel that coming on, do something healthy to take your mind off of it. Maybe it's playing with your dog or kids going for a run, enjoying a hobby, watching a movie, listening to music, or doing yoga glow. And the last strategy, number 10, get professional help. If you have persistent financial problems that you just can't solve on your own, talk to a wise friend, a wise family member, or ideally a financial professional. They can help you see the options and solutions to financial problems that you're probably overlooking. That goes a long way toward gaining control and reducing anxiety about financial challenges. 
Okay, a quick review. Number one, adopt a new money mindset. Number two, focus on the positive in your financial life. Number three, radically cut your expenses. Number four, make saving automatic. Number five, get a handle on your debt. Number six, create additional sources of income. Number seven, stop caring what others think. Number eight, stay informed about your finances. Number nine, take a stress break. And 10, get professional help when needed. If you have a money question or a suggestion for a future show topic, I would love to hear it. You can always reach me by using the contact page at lauradadams.com. Or you can leave a message on our voicemail line. It's 302-364-0308. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. We read all your reviews and really appreciate them. Everyone is an easy, free way to give back, show your support, and help new listeners find us. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.